Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer, and of course, with me always is... Your other co-host. My husband and business partner. Husband and wife, T. Oh, my word. You guys... (laughs) So if you've been with us for a while, you are going on a journey with us. Thank you for sticking around. This is going to be fun. Welcome to Husband and Wife Tea. (laughs) Okay, in all seriousness, we're trying to get this done. (laughs) Okay, so last week we were talking about making films. Mm -hmm. This week, as we alluded to, we are talking about obscenity today. Yes. You know, favorite topic, right? Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh... But first... Uh Uh-oh. But first... I you know, last week we kind of improvised a trivia and I so I I posted it on my Facebook page. Uh-huh. And I said I thought, you know, I didn't I didn't give any kind of prize for the trivia. Right? For if you knew the answer to my trivia question. And what was your trivia question? Well, remember my trivia question was which movie Oh, I is remember. Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago, in? <laughs> you guys, I deal with this all the time. Random, <laughs> random lines <clears throat> from movies we've all not seen decades ago. <laughs> so, so I posted it on my Facebook page, and lo and behold, there were like a half a dozen people who answered it. But the, I one, the one who answered it correctly first was none other than my sister. <laughs> And so she received, I said, and so what I said was the first one to answer correctly gets a free copy of the book, Inwood Drive. And Mm -hmm. so I sent her an autographed copy of the book, Inwood Drive. I think she already had at least Uh one, but... And how did you sign the book? I signed it, Abe Froman. I thought so. Yeah. (laughs) So... It is, it is unique. Uh-huh. So I thought, well, let, that was fun. Let's do, let's we, do so another we, giveaway. We thought this through. And I thought, yeah, we should do that again, only this time have a plan. So. So what's w- your plan? So I think this week we should give away a DVD. Okay. Okay. So, I did, hey, listen, you guys, I just mail this stuff out. So he hands them to me. I get an address. Right. And I put them in the mail. Right. <laughs> so this week's trivia question uh-huh. is a pro-life trivia question okay okay it's a pro-life movie question okay so the it's question, not in what drive is it no okay no so the first off we, we should say okay so the first one you can answer this either uh by posting it to our fearless features facebook page mm-hmm. which is at fearless features right? uh-huh. or if you're not on facebook you can send us an email Mark and Amber at fearlessfeatures.org. Mark and Amber at fearlessfeatures.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first we'll one. We'll leave links in the show notes. So the first one to answer correctly will win a free <laughs> copy of the DVD Yay! of Inwood Drive. <laughs> Yay! <You're> right? <clears throat> Where's my I need some bells and whistles? Right, I'll put in some sound effects. Okay. Da, 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 da. So the okay. question is, what famous, mm. what famous... TV Pitchman has a cameo role in the movie Unplanned. Oh, I know. Okay. What I think famous I know. TV Pitchman has a cameo role in the movie Unplanned? Well, we'll debate this after we get <laughs> off to the air here because I think I know who you're talking about, but uh, I can't say. I'm sure you do. Okay. 
So, so you guys, you're going to get this. That's that's your trivia question. To win, <laughs> must be present to win. No, quote, to be qualified to win, <laughs> you must be the first one to answer on our Facebook page or send us an email. Right. And didn't you post, if you wanted to see the question that Mark asked, you posted the video clip. <laughs> I did post the video clip of Abe Froman from last week's. Now, it does have some... Uh, some 80s strong language in it, right? But it is from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so it is the scene. Yeah, you can find anything on YouTube. Right. <clears throat> so. So, okay. So today, well, that was, that was you know, at least that was tip of the iceberg there. Right. We could and, break the ice with and, this. And when I when I posted that, and I, that's why I thought, well, this, I should probably do trivia that's, that's not, that's a little cleaner <laughs> because although... Us 80s kids, us Gen Xers grew up, you know, we've all seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. It's not the most wholesome film, so I don't not really want to encourage that kind of thing. So right. I was going to do a Star we sur- Wars. But we survived. I was going to do a oh Star Wars trivia. And maybe yeah. next week it'll be like a Mandalorian trivia. Oh, Mandalorian. Right. But that means people would have to have, well, you know, they would have to have watched Ferris Bueller's. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair as fair. Mark Mark makes up rules. So this is, this is his show. And his I do. <laughs> I is Captain. Right. From the boob. <laughs> from the boob. More movies. You guys, we cannot get away from it. Moving on to today's show. I have the shusher. I am Captain. <laughs> Cartoons, no doubt. So, okay. <clears throat> so. Obscenity. Obscenity. So we decided that we needed to talk about what these things are. Right. Because to be honest, I don't think that, um, I think, I think at a certain point in the, in the generations in our culture, there's kind of a cutoff and there's not a real clear understanding of what some of these things are anymore. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about obscenity. So, and now this is going to be, we're going to talk a little bit biblically about this, but we're talking a lot of legalese yeah. uh, about obscenity. So, and we were talking about this before we started. So if I say the word obscenity to you, right, what comes to mind? If something is obscene? Well, I just think uh, vulgar. Mm-hmm. Um, visually inappropriate okay <laughs> is sort of obscene, obscene to me generally involves nudity right 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 S- explicit sexual content or language or language yeah, yeah. could be obscene language mm-hmm. okay so the reason why we're talking about obscenity is because the film that we're developing right now is called the mind polluters and it's all about the obscenity in the school curriculums that's being pushed into the schools in uh, over half of the states here. And to understand why it's a big deal, well, you have to understand what obscenity is and why it's wrong. So let's start first biblically. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this a little bit. Right. We were trying to say, okay, is there some sort of example in scripture that we could think of that was like, obscene of mm-hmm. something obscene or in the realm of obscenity. Right. And so uh one of the things that we always have to remember is that our modern world language doesn't always 
uh, show up verbatim in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like one of those one of those ob- uh, objections that you get when you talk to people about the Bible, and they say, "Well, you know, the word rapture doesn't even exist in the Bible." <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> the word rapture doesn't actually occur in the Bible. That's a kind of a modern iteration of the catching away. Yeah. Right. But the event is the same. Right. So obscenity is kind of a uh, modern English word mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist in the scriptures uh, uh, verbatim. But an example of where all of this starts is in Genesis. Right. The fall of man. The fall of man. You want to read for us? Sure. How far are you? Th- uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read one through ten. Okay. Uh, th- chapter three. If you got your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis chapter three. Verses 1 through 10. All right. And this is the NIV version. Yes. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And so the very first example of where mankind first realized mm-hmm. the wrongness mm-hmm. of essentially public nudity right um was in the garden isn't that fascinating like when you really think about it right. i just think it's so fascinating we could take it all the way back to the fall all the way back immediately after mm-hmm. the fall yep they realized that they were naked and they were ashamed of it because mm-hmm. it was it was a shameful thing and they wanted to cover themselves up. And so uh, that's a good primer as we go into now talking about the legal uh, the legalese uh, in our court systems talking about obscenity. And so uh, disclaimer here, if you have little ears, that are listening, then you may want to pause this and send them off somewhere because there's going to be some... Or come back uh, to it later. Or come back to it later Mm -hmm. because I'm going to read straight out of the text of the law. Right. Um, But there are some words in here that are not fit for little ears. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, obscenity is measured by the U.S. Supreme Court through what is called the three-pronged Miller test. Okay. This applies standards from three major court cases. Number one, Miller v. California, 1973. Number two, Smith v. United States in 1977. And the third one is called Pope v. Illinois in 1987. 
Now, I'm not going to go into details on those cases uh, today, and that's beyond my pay grade. Well, and I, I think it's it, we should also point out this stuff. It's part of our research in, yes. in doing this film. And so we are excited. We're excited for somebody else to learn what we're learning. <laughs> we Welcome to, to the club. Because <laughs> we're kind of library nerds and this is what we study. <laughs> Let me share what I learned today. All right. So the three-pronged Miller test. All right. Prong number one. Uh, obscenity is defined by number one, whether the average person applying contemporary adult community standards finds that the matter taken as a whole appeals to prurient interests. A prurient is, i.e., an erotic, lascivious, lascivious, Yes. Yes. Abnormal, unhealthy, degrading, shameful, or morbid interest in nudity, sex, or excretion. Mm-hmm. All right. There's point number one. Uh-huh. Of this three-prong Miller test. Prong number two. <clears throat> Whether the average person applying contemporary adult community standards finds that the matter depicts or describes sexual conduct in a patently offensive way, i.e., ultimate sexual acts, normal or perverted, actual or simulated, masturbation, excretory functions, lewd exhibition of the genitals, or sadomasochistic sexual abuse. If you're still listening, I applaud you. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying because we fully understand these things are hard to listen to, and which is why we will just say it again. You must... Guard your minds and be in the word of God Mm -hmm. in order to do these things. Yes. Uh, And prong number three, whether a reasonable person finds that the matter taken as a whole lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. All right. Remember, remember that prong. We'll Mm -hmm. get to that again. Uh, Any material that satisfies this three prong test may be found obscene. Mm-hmm. So, and I first really started kind of thinking about this when a few years ago, so we've talked a little bit about another film project that we've had in development for several years that is a story about the community's battle against the pornography industry. Mm-hmm. And it all came down to dealing with public obscenity. Right. And the sale of obscene materials. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I first started uh, kind of learning about this was interviewing Pastor Bob Yoberg mm-hmm. and uh, an attorney named Tom Blee, mm-hmm. who were on the forefront of dealing with this. So <clears throat> let me read on. Federal law in the United States prohibits the possession with intent to sell or distribute obscenity. To send, to ship, or receive obscenity, to import obscenity, and to transport obscenity across state borders for purposes of distribution. Okay, pause. Yes. The first thing that comes to mind is Playboy. Mm-hmm. Like, where? We'll get to that. How do they get I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ship here. I'm like, and, tell me right away. Yes. <laughs> and and that is a, that's like a big part of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and... A whole other discussion yeah. of how they get around I that. know. We, we, I have, love questions. Does yes. anyone else have a question? <laughs> That's a great question. Thank you for your question. <laughs> we'll get back to that. We'll come back to that. All in a session of its own. <laughs> but 
putting that in context, this is the federal law. This the you, mm-hmm. you just heard it here. All right. Although, although the law does not criminalize the private possession of obscene matter, the act of receiving such matter could violate the statutes prohibiting the use of the U.S. mails, common carriers, or interactive computer services for the purpose of transportation. Convicted offenders face fines and imprisonment. It is also illegal to aid and abet in the commission of these crimes, and individuals who commit such acts are also punishable under federal obscenity laws. And I think to a lot of people, this is kind of new ground. They don't, you don't think about people violating federal obscenity laws. Right. But this is a huge part of how they go after sex traffickers. Mm hmm is through this. And we'll get to this in a second. Um, in addition, federal law prohibits both the production of obscene matter with intent to sell or distribute and engaging in a business of selling or transferring obscene matter using or affecting means or facility of interstate or, or blah, blah, blah. Okay. Including the use of interactive computer services. For example, it is illegal to sell and distribute obscene material on the internet. Convicted offenders face fines and up to five years in prison. Well, uh, and and can I just say mm-hmm. when we put when we made um, the page for the mind polluters, and we had to blur out pieces of the uh, curriculum. Yes, because this is why. This is why we we could be held accountable for putting these things on the internet yes. while they're not ours. And we didn't make them. This is a part of the school curriculum. So if we're held accountable, Mm -hmm. why on earth are they allowed? Again, the question and why we're making this film. Mm -hmm. Why are why is it allowed in the classroom? Why are our children from ages preschool all the way up to 12th grade allowed to see these obscene materials? That's a good question. That's I a have, good question. I have an ans- answer for <gasps> you here. You do? Yes. Let's talk about the obscenity exemptions. Don't get me started. So this is from Dr. Judith Reisman's report, Kinseyism, Rockefeller, MK Ultra. Okay. Uh, Dr. Reisman is someone that we're interviewing and working mm-hmm. with on the mind polluters. Yep. I'm going to read, quote, The 1955 RF-funded, okay, RF is Rockefeller Foundation. Mm -hmm. The RF-funded model penal code drafted by RF's approved team citing Kinsey. Now, remember we talked about Alfred Kinsey, who started this whole thing rolling back in the late 40s. uh, Would overturn prior sex laws, including obscenity laws, by 1957 and trivialized sexual abuse. In 1964, the Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, also known as CECUS. We'll get back to them. We'll get back to CECUS because uh, CECUS was funded by Playboy. Mm -hmm. Playboy was funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. Okay, funded by Playboy and based at the Kinsey Institute, taught schools to disparage chastity, heterosexuality, and monogamy. Soon, with obscenity exemptions allowed for education, K-12 through instructed in exotic sexual behaviors. Ever greater uptake, upticks of child rape, pornography, and deadly STDs have predictably followed. 
In 2014, the Kinsey Institute won United Nations consultative status for educational materials, which aimed at overriding the most basic instinct for self-preservation in children of all ages, especially preparing them to cooperate with the Rockefeller Foundation's social change agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, well, I'll re- let me read the next paragraph okay. because I just saw the first. You go ahead. Since 1958, it has also been legal in states to allow schools to use obscene materials, videos, books, lectures, etc., provided by provided these are regarded as educational. So mm-hmm. let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. So I could pick any book I wanted to to say this is educational material. Yes. And by which we actually have a couple of the obscene books mm-hmm. that are used in the curriculum. We do. And I can't wait to show people. I cannot, I really cannot wait mm-hmm. for parents and grandparents to really see, because this stuff happened before we were born, before our generation. Right. right. So and this is an interesting point, We because we've talked about this a lot. I was born in 1973. You mm-hmm. were born in 1981. Mm-hmm. These things all happened... This is the world that we were born into. Right. So we're we grew up in this sexual revolution right. education system. Right. Uh, our generation and the and the generations since have known nothing different. Right. Our parents' generation went through the change. But you know what they had? They still had biblical truth. They still had a foundation. Mm-hmm. They grew up with God's word. Mm-hmm. Today We've removed all things God, especially from the schools. So they don't, again, we said at the beginning, the language has changed. Mm-hmm. That's right. The language has changed. If you said God back when our parents were growing up, there was only one God. Right. Today, if you say God in school, well, which God are you talking right. about? Which, there are many. Which God are we talking about? Right, because your God and my God are not the main. Uh, let's oh. just just let's just be clear. There's only one true God. Right. Let me just go on. I just wanted to go on record to to make sure to clarify. <laughs> I am not by any way saying that there are more than one God. <laughs> so what basically what happened here in in layman's terms, and we're not going to have time on this podcast to get into the obscenity involving minors. We'll get into that next time. Because this all ties together. But what happened was in in the late 40s and er, through the early 50s, uh, Kinsey wrote his reports and then it w- he was heavily funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they started pushing this agenda of sexualizing our culture. Mm-hmm. And you look then in one of the one of the charts that I've been assembling for the film is year by year, state by state, when these obscenity exemptions started to come into Mm -hmm. place. And it started in the early 60s and went through the late 70s. Mm -hmm. And every year there was another state that would put in these obscenity exemptions. So things that once were illegal and considered clearly obscene started to get these exemptions carved out for them. And just as an example, we're in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked to read the Indiana 
exemption, which was passed in 1977. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Indiana. So this. OK, but, but here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I'm not trying to cut you off, but I just want to state. So the fact of the matter is these things can be overturned. Mm-hmm. We can fight against these exemptions yes. to protect our children yes, and can. communities around us. Yes, because it is not legal in every state. There are states that have never fallen victim to this. Mm-hmm. But basically what they did, and this was all this was all pushed by the same way we see things being pushed by large nonprofits today. Mm-hmm. And we, they just kind of steamroll through and you see this stuff happening everywhere, like state by state, it all falls. In the 60s and 70s, they were pushing this and this was pushed by the, uh, the ALI, the American Legal Institute. And this was all written by Kinsey and his cronies mm-hmm. that said that in an educational setting or a museum or artistic. Right. Expression. The artistic expression that all bets are off and you can do anything you want. So in Indiana, if I had that textbook that we bought and I know I'm allowed to have it in my home. Right. I'm allowed because it's it's obscenity that's that I'm allowed to have in my home. Mm -hmm. If I go within 500 feet of a church or school with this and show it to the neighbor kids, Mm -hmm. that's obscenity. And I can go to jail for that. Mm hmm. Within 500 feet. If I manage to get inside the school with it. And declare that it's educational purposes. It, well, it is. It's a it's a textbook. Right. Right. And then, I, then I'm okay. Then I can show all of it. No problem. That is. <sighs> you guys. That's the obscenity exemptions. And we're going to talk more about that as we yes. go. And so, hello, the mind polluters. Hello, the mind polluters. This is <laughs> welcome the, to our world. This is the core of the mind polluters. This is where the battle is. Yeah. So. So you want to recap on that um, question? Okay, the trivia question. The okay, trivia question. So back out now to lighter subjects. Our yes. trivia question. I know. You see how quickly I was like, let me <laughs> enough the, for the day. The trivia. Yeah, these are, you can only handle so much. Trivia question is, uh, what famous TV pitch man mm-hmm. played a cameo role in the movie Unplanned? Uh-huh. And you can answer on our Facebook page at, at Fearless, Fearless Features. Features. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not on Facebook, you can email us at Mark and Amber at FearlessFeatures.org and you will win a free DVD. That's right. Inwood Drive. Yay! And for anybody else... Make sure to visit InwoodDriveMovie.com mm-hmm. and you will be able to watch the film. Absolutely. Oh, and we didn't tell him about Prime. And it's now available on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime membership, you can go and watch it with Prime. That's right. We are just trying to get the word out and make sure that everyone is able to see this film. We are passionate about speaking up for the unborn. It's a part of American history now. Mm-hmm. So movies, here we are, you guys. This yeah. <laughs> So it's one for the other, right? right? So if you're a prime shopper, you can watch Inwood Drive. Uh, it's also rentable and purchasable digitally on Amazon mm-hmm. and also on Vimeo on demand if you're a Vimeo. Also, side note, if you're shopping on Amazon this holiday season, um, you can check out the Amazon Smile and they yes. will donate uh, 5% to Fearless Features because we are a nonprofit 501c3. 
Yes. Yes. And so you can help us by just shopping for you your can, Christmas. You can get some extra satisfaction in getting Amazon to donate money to right the nonprofit that made Inwood Drive. <laughs> all right, you guys, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.